Folks, we're here to talk about something light, something frothy, with Critical Drinker. Thanks for joining me. Cheers, sir. So we're both Star Wars fans. I assume that you're a fan mostly of the original trilogy. Yeah, that's pretty much all we got left at this point. <laughs> yeah, so let's, why don't we just start from the rankings of the Star Wars movies, and then we sure. can just start ripping into Kathleen Kennedy and talk about how she's destroyed the entire universe and how they've wrecked some of the great IP ever, ever created and, and, and all of that. Okay, so what's your number one? It's going to have to be Empire. Of course, Empire. Okay, so everyone agrees. Sorry, Empire. it's predictable, but... No, yeah. you're right. I mean, there's only one right answer to that particular question. Okay, so what's your number two? Uh, and you hope. Okay, I'll agree with that as well. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so it's going to diverge somewhere in here. Okay, number three. Uh, then it's going to be uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay, so here I have sort of an internal battle. Mm. I love Return of the Jedi. The second half of Revenge of the Sith is great. The first half is a little bit of a mess. And I do have a peculiar liking for Rogue One. I think that Rogue One is a good piece of content. So I'm, I have to decide between those three, and it sort of varies based on, based on the day. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Rogue One maybe here in, in, in place number three. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I know why people have a lot of issues with um, Return of the Jedi, and I certainly do as well. Uh, I think we could all have done without those Ewok things. But uh, for me, it's still up there just for all those big emotional payoffs. You know, Luke fighting Vader for the final time, the the like climactic battle to destroy the Death Star. There's some incredible stuff there. So for me, it's still up there, um, but I definitely see why people have issues with it. And as for Rogue One, sure. I mean, I think we can all probably say it's the best movie that, uh, or the best Disney Star Wars movie that's been made. Um, and that's a pretty low bar. But <laughs> they, they made one halfway decent with that. I'll give them that. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they kind of tie in between the end. They had at least respect for the series, which is the mm. giant failure of Kathleen Kennedy is that she decided to basically do what she accuses the Adam Driver character of doing, which is directly destroy all of the old IP and replace it with new IP for the sake of the new IP. That's, yeah. that's basically all the Kathleen Kennedy Star Wars universe. Okay, so what's your number four? Um, number four, it's probably going to be Revenge of the Sith. Um, okay. Again, there, there's definitely issues with all of the prequel trilogy, but I think uh, if we're going to you know, rank them, that's probably the best of the bunch. Uh, I think that's where it gets the most mature, uh, definitely like darkest in terms of emotional tone. And um, you know, that's where we, sing, we see Anakin finally become Darth Vader. And some of that stuff is incredible. And the, the lightsaber duel between him and Obi-Wan Kenobi, like we can all appreciate that, the, the sheer amount of work that went into that one. It's great. Um, and Hayden Christensen, even now, he still hasn't missed a beat. You know, he's still got those lightsaber skills. It's impressive stuff. Okay, so for me, I'll put Return of the Jedi at number four. So what's your number five? Um, that's probably Rogue One for me. Okay, and yeah. for me, it's Revenge of the Sith. So our top five are very similar. We're just switching around a few places. Okay, what's number six for you? Is there a number six? Does it exist? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be any of the Disney ones. Um, it's, it probably would be Attack of the Clones, I think. Um, again, you're getting into like the lower tier of Star Wars movies now. But um, with that one, again, there was some good stuff to be found there. Um, just a, a huge amount of problems along the way. And definitely George Lucas shouldn't have directed it. But I, I, would, I like it enough that I would put it at, uh, at that spot. I agree with you again there. I, I will say that Count Dooku is the unappreciated hero of the Star Wars universe. Count how, Dooku is right. How, yeah, I'm, well, how can you not like Christopher Lee? I mean, <laughs> his performance is incredible. And yeah, he was he was manipulated. Um, he was a stooge to some extent, but um, yeah, he's a cool character. He, wa he wants to break away from a from an empire that's about to take 
take full tyrannical form. Yeah. He, the, 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 the separatists get a bad, they get a bad rap. In, I, always in wondered, I always wondered how in on this whole thing he really was. Yeah, I mean, he literally <laughs> turns to Obi-Wan. He's like, you know, Palpatine's the bad guy and he's about to take over the whole thing and Obi-Wan ignores him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, secretly still a Jedi, maybe. I don't, I don't know. And it, okay, number seven. Oh, okay. Um, where do we go from here? <laughs> it's either going to be... Um, the Phantom Menace, or possibly Solo. I, I mean, this is this is rough now, uh, and I'm not I'm not highlighting either of these movies as being good. But I'll, I'll probably go. I'll go for Solo. Okay, I agree with yeah. you on that. It's it it has like small moments. There's sort of very 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 small moments. Yeah. Today, but, <laughs> but they 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 sort of exist. There's there's an attempt, maybe a little bit to to at least hat tip to the original trilogy, which I appreciate. But yeah, I. I agree with you. Okay, so I think we both are going to put Phantom Menace next. Now we're going to force you into the unenviable position of having to <laughs> rank the Kathleen Kennedy Star Wars films. Okay. Um, in terms of the one I hate the least, it's probably going to be The Force Awakens. You know, when I think about those three movies, um, TLJ still inspires like a gag reflex in me almost. Um, that, was a, that was a bad movie. And then The Rise of Skywalker was just... Um, a desperate attempt to build something out of the wreckage that Star Wars was. So at least with Force Awakens, there was something there. They could set up something. And I think a really great second movie might have um, improved our opinion of that film because it did set up a lot of things. It's just the series didn't deliver on it. So for me, I'll put Rise of Skywalker here specifically because I'm so angry that Force Awakens set up the worst trilogy of all time. That <laughs> it's, it's like Fair the, enough. And, and, the, and the hype going in. like Everyone was very hyped about this. They were bringing back original cast members. And the killing of Han Solo is unforgivable. It's yeah, legitimately unforgivable. Like I, I talked to my kid. My kids are I have, I have kids nine, seven, three, and and baby. The, the top two are, are huge original Star Wars fans. They've only seen the original trilogy, and they've seen the uh, the pre Disney stuff. They've never seen any of the Disney stuff because I would never scar my children like that. It's just mm. it's not it's not worth it. Uh, and w when I had to inform my son. He said, what happens next in the series? And I said, do you want, that movie didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, instead I'm reading him like the Timothy Zahn novels where, where Han lives and, and Luke gets married and Mara Jade's in them. And they should have just done that. They should have just done on the, all the Thrawn stuff, which now they're trying to do in Ahsoka. They're trying to bring back some of those characters. But the, the fundamental sin of killing Han Solo because he's a loser divorced dad who yeah. drives around in his 1967 Chevy with Chewie at the age of 65 or 70 yeah. is really, really quite terrible. And I remember being deeply upset by that, especially because if you grew up like I did with those with those tapes, and I wore out the VHS on on the original Star Wars series. Han is by far the coolest character in the series. In, in fact, Han in Empire is an example of what I love about movies, which is competent people making good decisions. Mm -hmm. And even the bad the bad guys are making good decisions in that movie, and the good guys are making good decisions in that movie. And it's just a matter of competent people doing things. And I feel so much of the movies now is reliant on people doing stupid things to get writers out of boxes that they've created for themselves and that are easily escapable. And so when you watch a lot of the the new Star Wars movies, you can pick, I mean, I see you do it all the time on your videos, pick plot holes in these things apart so easily because the writing is so damned lazy. Yeah. And so when I when I see you know, that competence attacked to the extent that Han Solo is now an incompetent loser who really doesn't know what he's doing in any way, shape, or form in Force Awakens, then ends up being killed in the most predictable killing in all of the Star Wars universe. It's it, it's so deeply upsetting. And for J.J. Abrams, who's the most derivative director working today, to be given the helm of that after being incredibly derivative with the Star Trek, they're like, what, what if we just get that guy and we'll do this here? But he has lens flare. It made me so viscerally angry, Force Awakens, that I'll at least give credit to Rise of Skywalker for trying to 
put the genie back in the bottle. It was not possible yeah. to put the genie back in the bottle, but at least it was an attempt to try and put something back together by calling on sort of the old IP that they had already killed, right? The end of the movie actually is what they're trying to do. It's like, yeah. here's our old IP, including Star Wars Rebels, including like all of it. Every Jedi you've ever seen, we love those guys. We know you don't like these guys at all, but we'll bring all those guys back for a brief moment in time. I've got a holiday gift idea that's sure to make you the hero of the season. Now, we all know the holidays can be a little bit hectic. The shopping, the cooking, the never-ending list of things to do. But fear not, because I've discovered a gift that's not just downright thoughtful, it's transformative. The gift of GenuCell skincare. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package has a special discount just for my listeners at GenuCell.com slash Ben. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the absolute best skincare in the world. Those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, and yes, even a sagging jawline will disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. GenuCell promises immediate effects. You'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. GenuCell sent a ton of product for the entire office. Our favorite thing about GenuCell is how clean and natural their products are. They are simply the best. I know how good GenuCell is because my family's been using it for like a decade. Ever since I was first sponsored by GenuCell at a local radio station, then... You know, I stopped doing that show. We kept using GenuCell. You deserve to look and feel your best this holiday season. Go to GenuCell.com slash Ben. Get this incredible holiday discount. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. That's GenuCell.com slash Ben today. Again, GenuCell.com slash Ben. I think the bit that made me laugh in the, the <laughs> Rise of Skywalker was they obviously knew that a character like Rose Tico was horrendously unpopular. <laughs> and so literally her first scene is just to say, I'm going to stay back at base and do some research. I can't get involved in this adventure. <laughs> it's like J.J. Abrams just knew I can't have her in this movie. I, it, it is amazing the amount of flack you take online for saying that The Last Jedi is a terrible film, which it clearly is a terrible film. Yeah and a fundamental betrayal of Luke Skywalker's character on every possible level. I mean, Luke Skywalker's entire transformation across the original trilogy is from whiny farm boy to hero of the galaxy who's saving everybody through self-sacrifice, and now he's right back to being whiny farm boy who milks aliens. Mark Hamill had the correct uh, assessment of this when he, because he said this in interviews, he said to Ryan Johnson, Ryan, I fundamentally disagree with every creative choice you've made about this character. Um, you know, that's a nice way of putting it. I, I wouldn't be so diplomatic. But um, ultimately, he had to play the character as it was written in the script. He, I guess he didn't have much of a choice um, unless he just refuses to say the lines. But it was just so demoralizing to see in Last Jedi. Because um, I went into it thinking, I'm pretty sure Luke's going to die in this one. I just hope they do him justice. I hope he's a heroic character. He goes on one last adventure and he goes out like an absolute boss. And we got the exact opposite throughout the whole movie. And... It was almost, it was so bad that it took a while for a lot of people to, to sink in. You almost walked out of the theater thinking, I wanted to like that because everyone's telling me it's great, but it doesn't make sense. And I, I feel really bad and downbeat. And then it's only later when you, you think about it more, you realize, no, this, this film was dumb. This film sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that can only come from the creators despising the audience and thinking and really not liking the audience. I get that feeling from Ryan Johnson just generally. I don't think he likes his audience. I think that he thinks his audience is a bunch of rubes and morons and that he can basically just play tricks on them on a constant basis and that he will be respected and loved for it. I feel that way about the Knives Out series. I feel the same way about Last Jedi. I, I think with Last Jedi, he um, he hated the the mythos that had grown around Star Wars. He hated the fact that uh, people loved what it represented, and he hated that, I guess, after decades of, of being a franchise, it was a little bit ossified in people's minds. And in his mind, he was going to shake things up by completely upending all the lore, all the characters you thought you knew, 
He was going to subvert the hell out of all of our expectations. And it was just a, a, a wannabe auteur director just completely going into business for himself. That's what that movie was. Um, essentially ended every major plot arc uh, in the second movie in a trilogy. I mean, who does that? Who gets to do that? Apparently he does. Yeah, and, and, and also take all of the fundamental conceits of the films in the first place and completely destroy them. Mm-hmm. And everything from, there are certain people who are more force available and there are other people who are not. He just destroys that and everybody, it turns out, has the force. Yeah. And, and not only that, the way that you access the force is not through actual training and practice and books. The way that you actually access the force is through just feeling things. There's something fundamentally wrong about taking somebody else's IP and ideas and corrupting them. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's pretty disgusting, frankly. I mean, it's, it's like taking a great novel from the 19th century and then deciding that you're going to rewrite it, but with all of your own priorities attached, and you're going to carve the heart out of every character, but wear their faces around like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I mean, with, uh, with something like this, the, obviously, if this had been an original story and people had no prior investment, no one would have cared that much. It just would have been another movie that sucked. But like you say, uh, it's something that other like previous generations of, of writers and creatives made, uh, and they've inherited it. And it's, uh, it's a franchise that was created by geniuses and inherited by morons, essentially. Uh, morons with no respect for what they were working with. And that's, that's why the reaction was as strong as it was. Um, and it was great to see because it's nice that people realized, um, yeah, you've had the, the will pulled over your eyes with this one. So. so let's say that you were put in charge of the Star Wars franchise now. Disney decided that they'd destroyed the IP enough and, and that was worthless and you could buy it for a dollar. And so now you buy the IP. What, what do you do? What moves do you make? I would immediately resign and leave. <laughs> it's unsalvageable <laughs> at this point. Uh, I think probably the best way would be to decanonize the entire sequel trilogy and say everything that happened from, um, from Return of the Jedi onwards, it's, uh, we're, we're starting fresh. Um, and then I would use the um, expanded universe stuff. I would try and do justice to the Thrawn uh, novels um, and, and make Luke Skywalker the centerpiece of it before eventually handing it off to a new generation. Um, obviously, it's impossible to do now, but you know, it's, uh, it's the only way I could think to try and put things right. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one thing that I thought was smart about Solo was the attempt to actually recast the character and maybe give him more adventures if that had been a successful film. The problem was that they decided to make Solo after... Han was already dead in Force Awakens, which is like the stupidest idea of all time. So you kill off the character so you know his future is to be murdered by his own son. And then let's make a bunch of prequels involving him now that we're super depressed about him being killed off by his own son. But I, I agree, I said at the time that there were basically two fundamental things that they could have done that they didn't do. One is they could have just gone back and recast the entire cast. And everybody would have gone, okay, I mean, it's a new generation, totally fine. All right, like we're just gonna pick up 10 years later and... It's Thrawn and it's all the stuff from Timothy Zahn and it's because there's a lot of great stuff there and you can you can work with that. The other thing you could do is theoretically you could fast forward 100 years or you could rewind 200 years because there's all sorts of good novels in the Star Wars series about Darth Bane and all that kind of stuff and Darth Plagueis. You You can do all sorts of stuff there. They didn't do any of that. Instead, they decided to do the worst of all possible worlds, which is to legitimately gut the IP mm-hmm. on behalf of new IP that no one cares about. You know, we talk often about like the cultural footprint that a movie makes. Um, and the Star Wars is a perfect example. You know, you can go to pretty much anywhere in the world and say to people, you know, who's Darth Vader? Who's Luke Skywalker? They're probably going to know. They're going to have heard the names just through like that cultural impact that it's had. Uh, you go to someone on the street and say, who's Ray? Or, or who's Poe Dameron, or who's Kylo Ren. They're not going to have a clue. Then most people aren't going to care. Like, there's no cultural footprint for those movies. They're not relevant because people didn't take to them. And that's why 
you know, when Disney tries to theme their entire Star Wars theme park around this new trilogy of movies, no one's interested in going because it's not characters that they care about. Well, I really appreciate this conversation. This has been a great break from the world. And now I'll have to get back to, I think, talking about World War III. So I appreciate it. Good to see you. Thanks, Ben. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 